Hello and welcome back to The Creator's Chronicle. In this episode of The Creator's Chronicle, we introduce the idea of creative preneurship and why we believe it is the only way to create long-term wealth. After traveling the world, making money on the internet and achieving most of the modern day goals, I found myself asking all the time, is this really it? I wasn't overly happy with what was going on in my life. And then I found creative preneurship a process where by creating solutions to real world problems in an authentic ways you can generate cash flow and the life of your dreams it's changed my life and i hope it will change yours too this episode was a right banger it details creative preneurship from top to bottom all of the benefits of it and how to implement the creative preneur mindset if you're not inspired by your business or life right now this episode is for you I was joined by my co-host, as always, K.M. Donolfo, and I really wish you to enjoy this episode. Okay, perfect. So this first run-through of this new podcast style is titled, Why Being a Creative Preneur is Absolutely Essential If You Want to Create True Long-Term Wealth and the first step that you can take to achieve, like get going along your path. So I'm super excited to talk about that. And do you want to introduce the idea of creative preneurship? So creative preneurship is just basically a word that me and Josh have came up with. And we believe in making a lot of our own words in order to define aspects of our lives. Um, so creative preneur was our way of reinterpreting our journey as entrepreneurs online. We believe that adding the creative aspect of it allowed us to be like go about entrepreneurship with a new approach. Um, and you, if you um, were in the group yesterday and you saw the show about creative preneurship, you would understand. If you're outside of our group and you have no idea what we're talking about, rest assured. We're going to go as much detail as we possibly can about this today. Wonderful. And I'm going to be totally honest. I was really nervous uh, to publish this up until this point, because I think that happens when you produce a new type of content. Um, but I have to say, it feels really good now. Yeah. Um, we've got interaction in the chat. Kate and I feel more settled into the conversation, I think. I've just had a sip of decaf coffee, which is something we're probably going to talk about at some point. <laughs> it's a bit of a controversial topic on my Instagram right now decaf versus calf um so if you want to check that out you obviously can um but yeah creative preneurship is something that is very close to my heart now and it's been something that i've been really looking for for a very long time um if anybody doesn't know my story in the online world i started working officially in the online world three years ago but i've been doing stuff for like the last five or six years um, but if I'm going to be really honest, and I've never really said this publicly uh, anywhere, actually, is Kate, this is the old bang, um, is the fact that for the majority of that time behind closed doors, I've actually not really been enjoying what I've been doing. And that's not to say the thing I was doing was wrong or incorrect. It was just kind of not the thing for me, and I thought that. I thought that so much. Um, the cat's just come in. Hello, Aldo. Hopefully he'll feature on the video stream. That would be cool. Um, and it's not that I haven't enjoyed the things like I've had good results, um, made money, traveled the world. I've done lots of stuff which I've enjoyed, but there's always been a big piece missing for me. Um, and that 
is why creative entrepreneurship means so much because this is the piece that's filled the gap for me personally. So that's what I'm going to talk about on this uh, podcast with Kate is develop that idea a bit more. But in essence, what we see creative entrepreneurship as, and I've got a definition here that's quite long, um, but I'm going to break it down just to add context to what we're talking about here, is a creative preneur is someone who uses their creative talent to create something of value and then this asset, if promoted in an ethical way, can be exchanged for currency and the creativepreneur decides on which currency that is. Therefore, you can turn your creativity into cash flow. And that's kind of the mission statement that we're leading with, with this new movement and venture, because what I mean by that is, essentially, on like the most basic level, is combining the arts, the artist's world with the business world and using modern day digital methods of marketing and sales but done with the overarching feel of an artist kind of defines what we're talking about here so it's finding creative solutions to real world problems in real time in an authentic way where everybody involved wins and i think people have been doing this obviously like this probably if this is resonating with you and it's making you feel like wow that is what i've been doing kind of but you've been calling it something else or that's what you've always wanted to do a new definition that we're going to use is a creative preneur because i believe that's what it is um and that's kind of my take on the word creative preneur and i'm going to ask kate for her input on how she sees this situation Thank you. Um, I love the way that you have elaborated on the creative preneur and gave a definition because, you know, me and Josh create words sometimes that have meaning to us that it's sometimes hard to describe. And, you know, frankly, like nowadays, everyone has a certain interpretation of what an entrepreneur is and what they stand for. And like, there's all of those gurus out there saying what entrepreneurs should do and like speaking the uh, voice of wisdom into them. But you know, as a creativepreneur, we encourage people to be independent and to have their own thought and to create their own solutions to see what someone else is doing, but then put their own interpretation on it in a way that feels good to them because it's like, oh man, like I really like what they're creating, but I want to do this with it. That's the heart behind the creativepreneur and seeing like how you can have an impact on people with your own voice, your authentic self, because it's not like Josh wasn't helping people, but he wasn't doing it in a way that felt good to him. He made millions, like me included, millions. It honestly seems like millions of videos when you go on your Facebook page, but me and Josh have made countless videos and yeah, we created them. But you know, when we look back on them, we're like, oh, this isn't really the way that we want to create information anymore. And so the creative preneur approach was coming up with new solutions to get the information that we want to get out to people in a way that feels good for us to do. And uh, we've got, we've got the, cat. the cats on the live stream. Hello, Alda. Um, yeah, this is the cat that torments us, but also makes us feel wonderful. So it's good to have him here. Um, but yeah, and I think another reason for this terminology is because, as Kate said, is I don't um, think that what I, what I was doing is wrong, obviously. I don't believe I made mistakes by any means and I don't believe that's what we, that's what not what I'm trying to say, basically. What I'm trying to say is that I know there's a lot of people that are doing things 
that are counterproductive to their goals and wants in actual life because it's difficult to always be like, you know, I still leverage systems, I still leverage coaches, clients and courses and I go through and I'm part of communities and I talk in different places but now it's to build the thing that I really want in the way that I want. It's not like you go somewhere and just listen to somebody tell you exactly what to do, think, feel anymore. That's the big change for me is as a marketer especially is because I thought I had all of the answers kind of thing. As that and that's kind of what not that I was taught how to do that, but that's how it can be perceived. It's like, oh, you have to become an expert in your field. That's what you're told. And that is true, but it's like, God, how do I do that? You know, how do I actually become an expert in my field when I'm not an expert? And it's difficult to accept the journey of the creativepreneur. And that's why I think a lot of people have resistance. Like, And I'm just talking, you know, I'm pretty much free balling here, but I'm talking from my experience is that a lot of the limiting beliefs people face in the business world now within any opportunity is trying to promote and live as an entrepreneur without results you know and it's still the same for me you know like i know there's going to be people question what we're doing because they're like oh yeah how much money have you made but that's not the creativepreneur journey because if you accept that it is a journey and it's okay to work your way up to cash flow etc and do it at a level that works for you then you create the life that you actually want mm, yeah and i always like to connect this back to napoleon hill he's my favorite he's, um, the, best, he's yeah. the best and he was working a job where he could make a lot of money and but he had this desire to figure out the laws of success and to write within them and to follow that and study that and find as much information he could about it to research one of the most, all the most successful people at that time. And he wasn't making money at it initially. He wasn't getting much traction for his ideas. Things weren't really working out for him, but he did what he loved to do and he continued to do it. And he accepted the fact that, you know what, I'm gonna pursue this. I may not make money right away doing it, but it's because I'm paving my own road. When you pave your own road as a um, creative entrepreneur, it really is, it takes time because people are like, wait, what are they doing? Because it's something that they've never seen before and you can create something that someone's never seen before and just really believe in it. And in time, people will understand, like just in time, people will understand more about where we're coming from. Our vision will become more clear. And you know, that's when we know that things are gonna start working out for us because we are pursuing what we love and creating how we like to create. Yes, and I think the vision of like what we're trying to achieve is um well firstly i don't think you can actually achieve what most people say they want without having that approach at least pete not anybody that thinks the way i think because when i look at life how i want it to be it's going to be involving a lot of work <laughs> like I, f I love hard work it actually is really nice for me you know like i love getting up and having commitments and stuff i do enjoy that so i know that as far as I see it, I want to build something. So I'm creating in my way. And I think if anybody wants to enjoy a truly fulfilled life, because that's what I believe that takes, is to be able to work and love the work that you're doing and making an impact with your work, AKA creativepreneurship. Um, if you're not doing that, you're always going to be kind of like, your work will be a means to an end and then it will be a different form. And if that's what you want, then that's obviously okay, but that's not what I want. So that's why by giving this a term, 
it adds like, oh, well, it's just a different path, you know, like I don't believe you can create super, super success without being truly inventive. You know, like if, and if you, you, you look at a lot of stuff, what's happening now in the business marketing world is a lot of replication, a lot, a lot of replication, which is fine. You know, I'm not saying I replicate stuff. I copy people's funnels, but obviously, but obviously I put my spin on it. That's kind of what, where the creative side comes in is if you just keep replicating exactly what others are doing, you're always going to be um, struggling, I suppose, I, at least in my uh, opinion and uh, perspective. Mm, yeah. So am I allowed to bring up projects now or are we on a different um, uh, roadmap? Yeah. So, yeah, you can do yeah. I just wanted to say real fast because you brought up the aspect of copying and doing all that. Me and Josh, we view as a creative, um, creative entrepreneur. Um, oh my geez, as a creative entrepreneur, we view our business kind of like a project right now. We classify it as a business, but it's a business in progress, a project. And as a project, it alleviates the tension of it, and we're creating what we want to create. So, like, think about any um, project that you had growing up. And think about the approach that you took on that project. Was your first instinct to go and copy someone else's um, ideas? Or did you look at the rubric and see an unlimited possibilities for you to create what you actually wanted to create? So, you know, like with most projects, you're given a rubric. You got to conclude this, this, and this. That was the word that was doing. I don't know what a rubric is. A rubric? (laughs) Okay, so a rubric is basically a sheet where the teacher tells you exactly what they want to see in the paper like structural wise and you'll be graded it's so you understand how you'll be graded oh yeah so like yeah, grammar yeah, like, yeah, yeah, um yeah, yeah. We substance didn't call it a rubric, would you yeah. would you okay sorry Just, but anyways you see like you're given oh, like uh, <laughs> like a syllabus the syllabus answers either way what kate is referring to is the thing the guide that measures how close you are to copying the test thing wow that was confusing we're the, just gonna drop this because you don't get what i'm okay, saying carry, okay no i know what, i know what you mean so carry so, on, so the teacher wants you to write this paper or do this project to be like you have a project to create a new business venture okay say if i was your teacher i'd be like all right um this project for you i'm gonna have you create up um a business essentially a hypothetical business where you're solving someone's solution, a solution that you're passionate about, go and do it. So what would you do? Would you go and copy someone else's business project or would you make your own business project about what you're passionate about? And people are like, in that project state of mind, you wouldn't have any fear to do anything at all. You'd be like, ah, well, there's no money at stake. There's no risk here. I'm just gonna do it because I love to do it. That's the perspective that we have currently where we're like, Okay, if we have an unlimited amount of possibilities to create in this business project, what project business are we going to create? Mm-hmm. And um, that's something where, you know, like we talk about, you know, you copy systems, you copy just, you know, the frameworks or whatever it is. What you create outside of it is just entirely yours to um, decide. Yeah, I like it a lot. And I, I think the point that we, we're trying to emphasize with the benefits of creatorpreneurship and having that approach and taking it like a project is that if you really look around at truly successful people in any business regard, um, they, and it's it's funny, I've just paused because I've realized I just relate everything back to online business because I'm obsessed with it. And Kate, yeah, but either way, um, I do do that a lot. But 
if you look at anybody that's truly like crushing it, and I use that term because I believe Gary V is definitely on to a lot of wisdom in what he says. He says some wild things that I think are ridiculous, but anybody that is actually crushing it, that's like, and I think everybody knows that feeling after a certain amount of time where you're just like, man, I just enjoy this. This is great what I'm doing. Wow, like I get to do this for a living and that, then you know that like you are crushing it. If you look at those people, nearly all of them are creative preneurs that nearly every one of them has like a, a something about them that's unique that you're like oh this is that person that does that or oh that's the person that does that thing right. do you see so what we're taking from this is creative preneurship and taking ownership of your differences is the way to actually win at the game you were already playing because if you're already doing quote-unquote entrepreneurship or just in an online business and you are copying what other people are doing, you will never get their results. It's impossible to get their results. You'll get some success, but you know, people who build systems are the ones that benefit the most from building the system. The one who builds the community is the one that benefits the most. The one that makes the idea is the one that gets benefited the most long-term, but they have to be the person that's willing to take the gamble. That's what most people call it, a gamble, but to me, it's not a gamble, it's an absolute necessity and an investment. And part of this show and part of the group that Kate and I are running is to give you that level of confidence and teach you guys how three and a half years ago I wouldn't even make an Instagram post and now I have a business that's generating cash flow where I play a unknown location <laughs> birth guy. Uh, nobody knows the location of this guy's birth and he's called Freddy Karmalenko. That's my creative outlet and that, that I dedicate nearly all of that to confidence and self-belief and that's why Kate and I are going really deep into the tank of like procuring this creative process and helping people at any stage as we go in an authentic way like I can't make the claim right now that I can help any creative person make cash flow because I don't have the system or process down but what I do know is that I can give people the confidence in the creative realm that's conducive to cash flow. So I'm being authentic and honest. That's what I'm really good at. And anybody that's ever spent time with me will know that. Yeah. So that's why that's why we're on the mission because I know that it, how good it feels to create what you want and get paid to do what you want. It feels great. And what Josh was talking about brings me back to um, the way that we use words. So the way that you define things in your life is the way that you know what does it say definitions define your reality yeah definitions define your reality so you know from a place of authenticity and it's like okay so what do we what does it mean to be authentic to us and you know once you decide to be a creative um preneur you make that decision to be your character to be your voice to be your person in this world and just think like anyone that's listening to this currently live or you know at any point how does creative preneur feel to you does it feel like it has a new approach do you feel like you have a little bit more ease in it does it feel like a little bit more fun you know and if it's not that word then it's a create up another word for you that how you want to define you know your preneurship like whatever it's word true. you want to do um the reason that i believe personally i talked about this with josh earlier is that 
he's able to now create other characters and I'm other I'm able to create other characters as well like people that we act on in within videos and the way we're perceived on video and you know the way we're talking it does feel like acting sometimes but that's because we know who we are as a true character so whoever you know Josh is as a character he knows who he is and who he represents so that way he can create another character that represents different things and different aspects of things and so it just you know, if you feel like you're not being the character of your movie, the like lead star and just owning who you are, you know, think about that for a minute. Ask yourself, have I stepped into what my creative ability is and to what I want to do um, for myself and, you know, create? Because, you know, just like the projects things I said, we define businesses and projects because that definition serves us more than just like focusing it on as a stringent business. You know, create the words that feel good for you to create. You don't have to use ours, but we're just promoting that as a creative preneur you should be able to define your life in a certain way with the words you use <laughs> yeah you it's like but that's exactly it that is the definition you don't have to define why you're defining a word <laughs> right. but basically um we are trying to kind of do that but um do you want to know something interesting about why i actually have more than one character now oh you okay yeah go right ahead so it is obviously because i uh, know uh, who Josh is like I have a understanding of like that and but what it's really for is like the expression of things that I can't say is me yeah. so it's kind of like a not a defense mechanism but it's just I just see it as more optimal to be like you know like Josh doesn't need to say some of the things that he's thinking in his character yeah. you know like because I've got family and friends and you know uh, a lot of people attached to that identity that it's kind of like you know probably a bit easier if I just create a new character yeah. and it's like I've just restarted the game and it is literally like and this is um, a big claim and a big shout and it but to be fair it kind of shows the, the thing that I'm preaching of confidence is I don't foresee how I couldn't grow and I will grow the character of Freddy Karmalenko to bigger than he is now and just see what happens. I can guarantee that I'm going to work hard and network and I, I could be him at any point. Isn't that fascinating? Yeah. So, and I was saying to Katie, since realizing that and now I'm confident in it, you can give that to other people. So if you have the cat, if you're in a character that's not like really serving you that much right now, it's like just reinvent one, right. <laughs> start another one. That's all it is, is the confidence to create what you want to create. Like, that's so true. But like, because if you don't have the confidence, what, what else is going to happen for you? So if we're speaking, if you hear us speaking from this place of love and enthusiasm and drive for what we're doing and what we're spreading and, you know, we just keep ranting and ranting about this because we love it so much and you're not in that place, think about it for a minute. If you don't, if you like what we're saying and you want to embrace what we're saying, do it because if you don't are you going to continue just to hate what you're doing or are you going to try a different approach and step into something that feels good for you to step into yeah and it is um yeah it it's like a big decision with we are to like if you think about it there it stacked up a lot of things like well because to accept the the to me anyway it was difficult to accept that that's what i actually wanted to do and I was like so worried about like more than anything what my current um, 
not current friends, but like my marketing friends, people who I'd met through business, I was really worried about what they were going to say when I went down this path of like creativepreneurship and being like, oh, well, I did, I did enjoy what I was doing, but not really. Like, he didn't really light me up. And I was like, ah, and I didn't want to leave, but then I didn't leave. And it was all this weird thing because you, in, you build your story, don't you? And you live your story. And mine was, I am this and I do this. And then one of the common themes that I'm trying to like um, change is this weird thing about like focus on don't change anything, just keep going until it works. That's really can be detrimental because at what point do you think it's going to turn around that you'll all of a sudden feel good about what you do? You know, like <laughs> that's never going to come, is it? So I was working harder and harder and grinding myself further down but I was going along the wrong path the whole time, so I could never get to a place where I felt good. And then I just stopped, put on the brakes, stopped listening to that. Don't ever stop, don't ever quit. Like, keep focusing on one thing, don't lose focus. And I did lose focus, and all of a sudden I was like, oh, I actually gained a lot of clarity. <laughs> I was like, what the hell have I been doing? I was like, that's none of what I really want to do. What I want to do is, like, publish content like this. Mm. That's, like, fun and engaging, hopefully, <laughs> let me know. Um, and do that stuff, but whilst making money doing it, you ne we need to train Kate out to lower mugs more efficiently because just every time you crash it down, it's crazy. Um, makes it an edit in editorial nightmare, but it's all right. Um, it's just because it doesn't matter. We are <laughs> drinking coffee, as you know, currently. Yeah, I've got this thing about sounds, which we'll talk about yeah. at some point. Um, but I just want to let other people know that there is a way that you can actually pursue that you know you really can actually make cash flow from your creativity because once you start doing something in your way that's unique to you and it has like and it's adding value in a certain way there's no way you can lose that's the formula for i think success in all forms it's just you can't you have to operate it you have to do a lot of things to like get that's that simple process is hard to master but that's like it's like uh, it's like golf the most simple thing really once you know how to hit one shot it's simple but to master it takes a lifetime whoa i could see that coming um josh and sound is hilarious yeah i've got this thing with sound and i don't know if anybody else is out there but if i could create a world where all sounds like that sneezes cough coughing snoring, eating, any of those things, if I could create a world where none of that existed, I would 1000% move there immediately. I don't know, I don't really trust anybody that wouldn't. Oh <laughs> Are you back? Would you, I honestly wouldn't trust, I don't really trust people, you know, eating and sniffing are not the best, Steve, get rid of them at all costs, I don't know, it's one of them things, I think, because I'm so sensitive to what I listen to, then maybe I've made, oversensitized my, I don't know, but I've got a problem there, and I need, if anybody knows a coach, or any sort of person that could help with that exact problem, I would honestly love to invest in that to make this thing change at some point or another because I believe it can be done, I just don't know how. And I'm willing to let you guys know that that's what I'm looking for. Right, and like how random is that niche? But Josh needs it. It's a problem that requires a creative solution. So anyone out there, if you want to step up, 
you know, and you feel like you've got the cure to this, you may just have a niche on your hands. Oh my God. If it's not just Josh, it could be thousands of others. So uh, part of the vision of this podcast and Kate and I's um, business venture, our new project, um, is to firstly inspire people to do that, but then more importantly, showcase it. Because I think in a world where <laughs> there's about 4 million courses and the success rate of most of them is literally like 1%, most courses you buy are absolute turd. You know, they're terrible. They're just so bad and i think the landscape is now of marketing is realizing that but they're turd you know like they really are um so if as a a community and as a business we want to showcase things that actually work and that are tried and tested and at a price point that makes sense for everybody rather than it just being ridiculously extortionate you know like because that's what's happening in market and i see that everywhere um, where prices are juiced up to solve problems that you should be able to get solved by somebody that's gone through them. Like, you shouldn't keep confidence from people. Like, it's weird. Um, so, if, for example, you knew the answer to that and you gave me your course or I bought your course and it worked, I would endorse that till the cows went home. I would endorse that till the end of time and I'd make sure all my kids go through it Everybody I know <laughs> goes through it. Oh no, because I wouldn't have to, because it wouldn't annoy me anymore. Yeah, it's like Richard Vanguard. Yeah, like if that existed, and then to be able to then have a publication and a platform like this to promote it, that's the vision of creativepreneurship is that you get promoted when you've actually done what you say you've done and what you say you do works. That's kind of that's kind of the standard that I have always tried to hold myself to. Maybe it's held myself back a little bit, but. I don't know. It's like a Ron Swanson seal of approval. Yeah. I think it's just like you have to understand me and Josh are coming from a place of we like a little bit of everything. Connor says of such of the creativity. Like we see artists all around doing their thing and we think all of it is great for the most part. You know, if you are creating from a genuine voice, we can tell, you know, anyone can tell. Um, but what we're saying here is that. What was I saying? I think I wanted to relate it to the aspect that, oh, we like to help you showcase your talents. Like our goal one day is just to like be able to have showcase people and their unique abilities to the highest extent. So currently, you know, we got Jesper first uh, an uh, interview show by himself in the group tomorrow. How exciting is that? Jesper can't wait. And like, that's just the beginning. Jesper is just the first person. So if you're in this group, creative, uh, creativity into cash flow, or you're or, listening to the podcast. or you're listening to this <laughs> podcast, I was gonna add that right afterwards. <laughs> and your creative talent is your pursuit of, you know, whatever. Ron Swanson standard. Ron Swanson standard. You know, show us what you're creating, and we'll be like, yeah, that's amazing, and we'll figure out how we can help you showcase it to its fullest potential. Yes. That is absolutely exactly that. And I um, the reason that I just reminded Kate there was because I realized we just were talking a lot and it was good. And I was just hoping that, you know, it was making sense to everybody and myself. So I just reminded myself that this is a podcast and girl life, which is great. Um, 
but yeah the show is going to be great Jasper but what we what we're trying to cultivate and I suppose what we're doing here is just promoting our group but I hope the way that we're doing it is perceived the way that it is you know like I couldn't be more happy about what's happening in there and I'm excited for everybody that's listening on the podcast to want to join and if you want to do that you can search in the Facebook bar creativity into cash flow or there will be a link below this at some stage um, at some point um, and you can just click go join it's free and it's sick um, but and if you have like a vision and you're trying to achieve something you know like I would as Kate said I would love to be a part of that I'd love to help fund it you self-fund it whatever it is that you're looking to achieve I love and it's taken me ages to be able to accept that this is what I actually just love to do is I love to be a kingmaker I love to be the little behind the scenes tinkerer man that just helps things work. I love that. I love building systems and just giving people what they need. And I don't, I really don't care so much for the external credit. I just like to see people win. I just, I'm obsessed with it. So if anybody's out there that wants that, I suppose that that is actually essentially my coaching pitch. (laughs) I want to help you win at all costs, really. And that's what I actually do, and everybody that's ever worked with me agrees. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, it's a pretty good Ron Swanson standard at a great price, because Ron Swanson would also know that in the free market, you, um, your value is based on the value to the market. So, yes, also, if you ever want to help the pawn became a queen, the rook that helps the pawn become a queen, all right, yeah, that sounds like a bit of me, Stephen. Thank you. Um, if anybody ever wants to go down a spiritual journey, just watch Parks and Rec and just immerse yourself in the storylines and write yourself into the script. It's a great show, you a lot to be learned. He didn't even watch it. No, 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 not true, not true. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't, but I watched the best parts. Yeah, he started it like the sixth season, but he fell in love. I think he needs to go back and watch it from the beginning. If uh, anybody would, if anybody would want to watch a walk, like a uh, live guide, and this just this is an example of creative preneurship. I believe there would be value in me giving a breakdown of Parks and Rec season by season <laughs> as to what I think's going on, or something like that, or some Parks and Rec related. Where basically I can watch Netflix for a creative endeavor with the half percent chance that it adds value to the world because I'm going to watch it anyway. So it's a project. I think what it is is that Parks and Rec is so good at outlining the laws of success. Like whoever created that show understands success and is a creative preneur in every regard. Because the way that they teach lessons through that show is just to me outstanding you know that's just it makes me dream about having a show like that one day and josh as well like you know we're doing these things here in the group this podcast right now and live obviously um but who knows what we're gonna create in the future like we and him have so many dreams and stuff like that because look like i'm almost 25 not even there yet and any of you listening i would hope that you know whatever age you're at you realize that you still have time to create something that's just a legacy because you are a legend like this comes back to the way we use words intentionally me and josh call you legends you legend for a reason because you guys are all legends and we want you to step up into that not everybody is a legend only if you're in the group can you call yourself (laughs) nah nah uh yeah just (laughs) 
hyper-aggressive marketing. If you're not in my group, you are not a legend. Get out of here. Yeah, imagine just going mad. And for one-time discount, you'll get... <laughs> um, yeah, I hate that style of marketing, obviously. Um, but if you are in the group and you are pursuing creativepreneurship in any element, wherever you are, I believe that is legend status. That's how legends are literally born. You just decide one day that you are going to just pursue something so astronomically large that everybody else is just like, whoa, and people will. This is a crossover between the hero's journey, artist's journey, and the creativepreneur. It's a mixture of both, but I believe that that's what everybody, when they listen to their calling and just go and do it, then they have a great time, and it always, always works out. Well, at least in the stories, and sometimes in real life, you go down a couple of avenues that don't serve you for that long, you know. I've been down some pathways of thought and ways of trying to do stuff that clearly haven't served me, but the intention is just to, don't know, when somebody asks me my life intention, it's just to experience it all, really. <laughs> and that's what this comes back to, is like, I build all of this stuff because I have a massive vision and I want to help creators build, and I, I really genuinely want to do that. But at the same time, a lot of it for me is just to see if it can be done and then experience what it will be like to have a massive company of legends just creating stuff in this idyllic world for me. What if that could be done, you know? I would love to do that. So I think that's a really good uh, way to end the show. Um, I've really thoroughly enjoyed this. I think it's a great format. Um, and everybody that's watched live in the group and commented along, thank you for this live podcast stream viewer experience, something like that. Yeah. Um, and anybody that's listening on the podcast, if you haven't already typed into Facebook, creativity into cash flow, you probably should do that. I really uh, think that's to your best advantage. If you have enjoyed everything that we've said in this podcast, do search creativity into cash flow in your Facebook search bar. Um, yes, this has been a great experience. If you know, for those that aren't in the group and listening, we are on a couch right now with very good mood lighting, and we've called it the creativity couch. <laughs> so we've just been on the creativity couch this entire time. Oh, also. Also, last thing, what we are going to do, and this is something we're going to do on Wednesday of this week in the group, or Thursday, Wednesday or Thursday. We are going to do here, but instead of the creativity couch, it will be the improv corner or something like that. And Kate and I will essentially do improvised stand-up comedy to make each other laugh, to hopefully make you laugh and maybe get some of you guys out interacting live. Um, just firstly for the fun of it that would be a great way to spend time secondly you'll get mad confidence from it and thirdly you'll probably go into business and make way more money so we're going to be doing that it's going to be a lot of fun I'm going to tell you my idea on how to run it you're going to like it ok cool well that's a really good way to end the show thank you to everybody that's watched live um, everybody that's listening on the podcast I would highly recommend if you want a good time learning to create your turn your creativity into cash flow with Kate and I and a lot of other cool um, yes it is for real Jesper um, with a lot of other cool ideas going on a lot of great people in the group um, lots of self development and it's free which is crazy um, type into your Facebook search bar creativity into cash flow and you will see the group um, and until then Thank you for listening slash watching. Love and peace. Yes.